And welcome back to the Smart Marks Podcast. My name is Mikey J, joined by Riot Ryan. Welcome to the long-awaited fourth episode. Ryan, what are we going to be talking about today? We are back. I know you've missed us. It's been a long, long time. Me and Mike have been out of town. We've been doing our own thing, but we are so happy to be back today. But that's no excuse. Yeah, it's no excuse. I know. Wrestling should be a priority. And we've been watching a lot of it. In fact, today is the day that we finally do our long-awaited review on WrestleMania 38. It's on nights one and two, all the matches, all the surprises, all those shockers, all the victories. Uh, The pay-per-view is so big, they always have to split it into two nights now. I actually kind of prefer that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Just because it's hard to squeeze all those matches into one night. Gives you a little bit of a palate cleanser, too. You can watch. Dude, I bet you the people that literally go to WrestleMania like that, too. The fact that they don't have to sit through nine hours of WrestleMania. There was a lot going on. Uh, This is actually, I didn't really watch the one last year, but I did catch up on this year's. And it's probably the best one they've had since, I don't even want to say the start of the pandemic. But even before that, it was a really good one. I enjoyed it. It was my favorite one since 34, which we talked about um, on our last episode, right? That is true, uh, but we're going to discuss everything that happened, the surprises, the victories, the moments, everything that happened on the grandest stage of them all here on the Smart Marks Podcast. Welcome back to the Smart Marks Podcast. This is Riot Ryan. Our first topic, obviously, of WrestleMania 38 is night one. Night one, in my opinion, I think, I don't know, Mikey, I think night one delivered the goods in terms of talent, in terms of matches. Night one, for me, was better than night two. You know, I do agree with that. I enjoyed night one a lot more than night two for one particular reason which we'll isn't really hard to figure out but i think they divvied up the matches pretty well it's just personally i enjoyed night one a lot more if you have preferences to a certain night i mean it depends on the wrestlers that you have and for us like the talent and everything night one for me i would go back and watch night one before i'd watch night two again i agree with that but the first match on the card the smackdown tag team championships we got the usos Taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Boogs! Man, what a underrated opener this was um, for WrestleMania 38. It's been a little while since I've seen Shinsuke in action, and Rick Boogs is somebody I'm a little unfamiliar with. Um, like I said, like we aren't too familiar with the product nowadays. Like We barely watch Raw or SmackDown, but I try to keep up with it as best as I can. That's just the downside of being such an AEW fan is we don't always get to watch the product, but I right. like to stay updated. And, and that's and that's the thing is like you know if you're loyal, it's not even loyalty. Like I will watch WWE as you probably know since I watch WrestleMania, but like if you prefer one product over the other, like in the '90s, like hey, I prefer WCW over WWF. Like that's, that's just that's just how it is. I'll watch WWF, but I prefer this. But this match had the potential to be good. There's one blaring error and i mean it's unfortunate and it's not his fault but rick boogs did injure his knee in this match pretty badly i mean if you go back and watch you can obviously dictate where it happened cole even said he was trying to lift like i wasn't he trying he was to, trying to lift both of the usos yeah I think, over his shoulder and, and he just gave out yeah, his, 
his knee gave out. And Shinsuke pretty much had to fight the remaining five or ten minutes by himself. There were a couple rumors saying that Shinsuke and Boogs were going to take the titles home with him. Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't go that way, and I think they changed it just because the injury happened to Boogs, and they weren't sure how long he was going to be out of action. I, I personally like the ending, though, because later on, what happens, obviously, with somebody that's related to them, I think it made a good little opening match. I think the Usos should have walked away with the belts on this pay-per-view. I mean, it's just, you know, Shinsuke and Rick are an unlikely duo, but, I mean, they really, really gave it their all. Like I said, it sucks that Rick had to go down with his leg injury. But I think it overall was like a middle-of-the-road match. It was a solid opener if he hadn't just oh, yeah. messed his leg up. I'm a huge fan of Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, his theme song and adding Rick Boogs to it. He's just a star. I wish they would book him a little differently, but quite honestly, I don't know how I would book him. He's just such a unique talent. I think they're doing their best. Uh, it was great to see him on this pay-per-view because I know his Intercontinental title reign wasn't Something uh, anybody wanted to see with him not really defending it too yeah. often. So I'm glad he's getting the spotlight, especially on night one of WrestleMania in the first match. And the Usos, uh, legends, definitely future Hall of Fame. Did, did their part, man. They've been holding those belts, and, you know, they're playing the role of the Goonies to, you know, the, the main guy. The head of the table. You know, the bad man. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing a great job. Uh, the next match, I didn't really care for I don't understand the point of this. I mean, this guy that wins the match, it's it's Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre. When the fuck did he become Happy Corbin? And two, why is Drew McIntyre still wrestling this fucking guy? So, they've given Corbin so many gimmicks at this point. It's just kind of depressing because I really liked like the original Baron Corbin. Like Even when he was doing King Corbin, that was fine. But I feel like this direction, I've never really been into it. In this match, it's been dragged out this entire feud. Oh, yeah. This is what happens when you build up McIntyre to be one of your top guys, and then you don't have any main event level talent for him to have a feud with, unfortunately. It's a it's a joke. It's a total joke. I mean, there's matches where actual celebrities were in matches, and it went better than this one did. It's absolutely amazing to me. I'd rather watch Logan Paul than watch... I'd rather watch fucking Johnny Knoxville. This was a joke, man. Uh, Drew McIntyre obviously is going to pick up the win. And, like, I don't want to trash Drew McIntyre that much because I love Drew McIntyre. Like, his gimmick, his charisma. He's great. He's a great pro wrestler. It's just I wish he had more people to feud with, and hopefully they do a little better with him down the line. But, see, and this is why we trash on WWE uh, sometimes. Not because we want to, but because... They have main event talent that we like, that we actually genuinely like, booked with people that should be warming the bench. Like, they don't even deserve, I mean, or they're getting misused, and Mike, like Mikey said, the gimmicks are just stupid, and they don't make sense, and they're they're honestly main event talent too, but Vince just totally does not get it. I'm just saying, you have Finn Bauer, who's the United States champion at this point. Oh. You have Ricochet, who's the Intercontinental Championship and at this point. And neither of them were all man. If you're looking for an opponent for McIntyre, have Finn defend his belt against McIntyre on the pay-per-view. But Mike, that, been makes, su- it that makes, makes too much sense. It yeah. makes, I know it's it's crazy <laughs> to propose that a title gets defended on WrestleMania. It's it's just pretty sad, man. That's just, I was not a fan. It, it was an all right match. I just think they could have done better. Well, and again, they literally just had 
what the, what the fuck's the dude's name? Madcap or whatever. Madcap Moss. Yeah, just have them take on uh, Drew McIntyre at the last pay per view, and that was, you know what? I honestly liked that match better. I like I watched that match, and I cared for that a little more than the one against uh, Corbin. It, it just feels very dragged out, and I think this feud. I don't think I can handle another match with Drew McIntyre and these two. It's it's reached its point, so they should probably move on. I'm hoping they do at some point. they got to understand, like, nobody wants to watch it. But the next match, I didn't think I would like it, but I'm about to praise it for probably the next 30 minutes. Um, it was The Miz and um, Logan Paul against the Mysterios. Ryan, how did you feel about this match? Let me just tell you that if WWE is smart, they never lose The Miz. The Miz is... <laughs> A freaking genius. Rey Mysterio is a talent of his own and belongs in the Hall of Fame for years to come. Both of them made... No offense, Dominic's not exactly the best wrestler out there. No, no. And Logan Paul is a a fucking sack of shit that not a lot of people like. But this match has all the makings of excellence. The Miz's heel work in this match is just so brilliant. I, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I love the Mysterios. Ray, he's a legend. I'll always love Ray Mysterio. Dominic's just kind of there, but I really feel like you could have put Miz and Logan Paul against any tag team. I just feel like the Mysterios are just kind of the default tag team at this point. Ray Mysterio is just kind of the default guy to go against the best mid Carter that they have. I'm, like, I'm, I mean, the whole thing with Seth Rollins was stupid too. I'm just saying, if you want to push Dominic as your new star, this is not the way to do it because, in my opinion. Logan Paul impressed the crowd way more than Dominic Mysterio did. Saying, Logan Paul brought the pain, man. He was pretty um, damn good out and there. I, I'm not really a fan of Logan Paul, but after this match, you can call me a Logan Paul supporter if you want, but I think they should sign him. It's insane. Uh, I was not expecting God, all the moves he did. I think he did a Canadian Destroyer at one point. He did a Frog Splash. He did the little Eddie thing that he always does. Yes. The fans did not like that, by the way. But um, I tell you who would fucking love it is Eddie Green. Oh, Eddie would worship this kid after this match. I don't know about worship, but I think he would have enjoyed the... I don't know. I mean, Logan Paul definitely surprised a lot of people in this match. He really did. I hope it's not over. Well, obviously it isn't because The Miz decided to turn on him on the last few minutes of the match. Which is funny because people started cheering The Miz, which is something you don't see quite often. (laughs) They're like, fuck Logan Paul. (laughs) I love The Miz. But yeah, uh, hopefully they do a match at Backlash, The Miz versus Logan Paul. I think that's what we're leaning towards. They're just trying to boost, you know, the whole, you know, oh, we have celebrities now, we're a big deal now, like, check at us, you know. We got Logan Paul, we got Knoxville, we got all these guys that are doing celebrity matches, and I mean, that's really the only way I think they're competing with AEW, is bringing in people, giving them a gigantic payday, when... Everybody, honestly, in my opinion, feels like AEW is the cooler, edgier brother of WWE. It's basically ruthless aggression WWE at its finest. Um, You could even say Attitude Era if you'd want. But our next match was (laughs) Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Tag. The Raw Women's Championship. I mean, they got two belts. You know, it's hard keeping track of all of these championships. That's the one problem is there's so many that you can't fit them on the WrestleMania card. But this match was all right. I mean, a lot of people were very high high on it. A lot of people love Bianca Belair. I think she's cool. Um, it's, I'm not a Becky fan. I know. I used to like Becky. I'm just not crazy about this new gimmick. I mean, I mean, but it, it speaks volumes to what they were trying to do. But, like, the thing is, is, like, it's kind of like the Roman Reigns effect. Like, I didn't like Becky to begin with. 
just like how I didn't like Roman to begin with because all they do is force feed you the same shit. And when if Becky went and tried something new, maybe I'd like her, but I'm not really feeling the whole I, Becky Lynch um, aspect of things. I think gimmicks can really make or break a character. Like for, I used to like Becky when she was the man, and then now she's big time Bex. I used to like she had her big time moment um, in the Triple Threat Women's uh, Match at uh, I a couple WrestleManias ago. It's, it's right. a long time, but but like. Uh, when they changed Walter into Gunther, that completely ruined <laughs> him for Butch. me. And Butch, who could forget our old pal Butch, uh, he was featured on the card. Yeah, he was. Uh, his match almost got cut, which we'll get into later. Um, but this was a solid match. Uh, we really gave Bianca her WrestleMania moment. That was cool. Bianca Belair, to me, is kind of like the underrated, um, almost like the female version of Kofi Kingston. Very underrated. Hasn't really been pushed to the full extent. I would definitely say she's not. In terms of like when Kofi Kingston came in, he wasn't getting any title shots. And Bianca has, no offense, gotten a lot more title shots. But I think they both have the same, you know, like underdog mentality. It works well for him. And I think that's what they're trying to do with Bianca Belair. There's definitely people that like her. I mean, I like seeing the outcome of this match just because they really jobbed her out to Becky at SummerSlam. So it was nice to see Bianca get hers. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I enjoyed one we'll get to it later, but it was another match that there were two very good uh, female uh, wrestlers in that match, but Oh, I know I know which one you're talking yeah. about obviously. But the next one is my favorite <laughs> WrestleMania moment ever. Oh, no, well, I'm just I kidding. Wonder. I'm just kidding. It's not ever, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's up there. It's pretty up there for me. So Well, and I mean we me and Mikey were like in Chicago, hearing about this, and yeah, we were we were at a concert, and you know, I'm I'm just gonna detail the match first, but it was Seth Rollins versus an opponent of Vince McMahon's choosing. Yeah, it's hilarious. And you know to how me. it was the worst kept secret these past couple months, but it was Cody Rhodes, the Vince American. Is, Vince's hand picked opponent, the guy that tried to take down his company. Come I on. know, but um, the American Nightmare finally returned after six years. Me and Ryan were at a concert for most of Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And this match was going on like during the first ban. And I just kept checking my phone and I saw the name Cody Rhodes pop up and I said, yes. I was texting my buddy and going, did he come out to Kingdom? Please tell me he came out to Kingdom. And he did. And he and I and that was what I was shocked about is I didn't think that they would actually get him his music and everything. I mean, talk about the Forbidden Door. He literally came out the same exact way. I mean, I think that the fact that they gave him this grand entrance, they gave him his music, they let him be himself. They're really invested in him, and they know that he is a star power, you know, wrestler. And he I has know. the draw. He's got the, you know what they don't have is the, it's the AEW people. We don't have their support. You bring Cody over, and then there's a lot of people that will go, okay, maybe I'll check Which is funny, out. because uh, Cody's theme song, Kingdom, actually just hit 1 million streams on Spotify. I saw that. That's so, that's very nice. You guys are a bunch of marks. We were listening to that when he was in TNA and freaking ROH. Man. I know. I was thinking about that. That's when he first got the song. But, honestly, when he came out at WrestleMania with that big crowd, and he got the pop he was looking for... All my hate for Cody Rhodes just kind of disappeared. I'm this is this is what he needed. He needed WWE. I, he makes sense at WWE. I never thought I'd say that, but he does. I really don't praise WWE too often, but the way they handled this, they really made him look like a main event talent. And I can easily see him 
taken the championship off of Roman at like the next pay per view, which is it, which isn't going to happen. Like it's going to be a long, drawn out process. But I, I would love to see it happen. I think that this was, and that's why I said night one was so damn good. And this, this could have easily been a night two match. Like if you were trying to make night two the big, big one, like this, in my opinion. As Jericho said, you got to beat the big one. This is the fucking big one. And they couldn't have chosen a better opponent for him than Seth Rollins. I feel like anybody can have a match with Seth Rollins, and it's a solid five-star. Cody just continued where he left off at AEW. I mean, he's cruising. He's doing great. He's doing amazing things, and I think we're all excited to kind of see where he goes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping they don't. Happy Corbin him, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping he gets that title moment he's looking for and maybe even comes back to the AEW one day. It I think was, that'd be nice. It was beautiful. It was a wonderful moment. I think that everybody, AEW or WWE, everyone was happy for Cody. Exactly. But I'm moving on before we talk about Cody Rhodes for the next hour. Oh, come on. Um, so, match you mentioned earlier, it's yes. going to be for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's going to be the Queen Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I'm a Rousey fan. I'm a Flair fan. This was all for me, but I mean, you know. Ronda Rousey kind of has a bad attitude when it comes to, like, losing matches she, and stuff. I, she ironically has a bad reputation. But, like, Charlotte Flair is the best like female wrestler in WWE and you can debate me on that all day. She is too damn good. This like, was definitely the highlight out of the women's title matches. Yeah, like everybody seemed to like Becky and Belair, but I think this one was way better. I think this would have had a different outcome if Ronda took the strap off Flair, but I'm kind of glad Flair got the title back cuz everybody was expecting Rousey to pick up the title. Um it's just Charlotte's a good champion right now and I don't want to mess up her mojo. It's nice seeing Rousey back at WrestleMania. Yeah, she definitely... I was going to say, she never really got the uh, the whole, like... I mean, if we had talked about the Royal Rumble when we were doing... Like, if we were doing the podcast back then, I'm sure we would have talked about the return of Ronda Rousey. But, I mean, she's a big deal. She's a big, big deal. She's a Brock Lesnar character where she, you know, came from the UFC, came from MMA, and she's in wrestling now. And she's arguably doing better in WWE than she was doing in MMA because she's making way more money. I mean, it's great. It's just I don't think she can handle the IW the IWC judging her for every move she makes, and yeah. I just don't think she has the pro wrestler mentality of being strong enough to face fan criticism. Uh, but it no. was a great match. I I really liked it. Oh, who Rousey taking you know complaints and everything? She can't take it. That's I know, problem. and that's something Charlotte's really good at, which is probably why they kept the belt on her. It's because she can handle stuff like that. They and need, she's a really good wrestler. They obviously. needed to keep the belt on Flair. It mm-hmm. just made sense. And Rousey will probably have a million more matches. And- Man, Rousey's a loose cannon. I don't know if I'd trust her enough to put a belt on her. Not the OG loose cannon. Rest in peace, Brian Pillman. Rest in peace, Brian Pillman. But speaking of old school. I was going to say, did you like that segue? I liked it. I liked where you were going. I hope everybody remembers the segment because the next match is... KO, Kevin Owens. It's the KO show. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's been 19 years since Stone Cold's been at WrestleMania. And the pop he got was well-deserved. I loved everything about this. In Um, case you guys uh, didn't understand the reference to, I'm talking about Brian Pillman and Austin and the gun incident. You know, that whole thing, remember? I I understood. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, you did. I was making sure. I I am also a Mark. Just just look up Brian Pillman. It'll, It'll pop up. But it has to. nonetheless, this was the finale of night one. And again, 
This is just what everybody expected to do. Everybody knew it was coming. We didn't expect Austin to go out there and fight for fucking 20 minutes. I was about to say, I expected literally just Owens getting in his face, talking some shit, and then him hitting him with a stunner, beers, and that's it. Yeah, but dude, he but actually he put went. on a 20 minute no holds barred match. I wonder how much training he actually did for that match. He, like, he was looking good, man. He got back into ring shape for this. Um, yeah, I mean, Austin, uh, Austin's going to get a pop no matter what. Guy's the, one of the top five, if not one of the best wrestlers of fucking all time. Like, he's great. Kevin Owens was such a great choice for a heel against him. Kevin Owens is probably having his best years in WWE. It made a lot of sense. Kevin Owens is another one of those guys where you could see like him going to AEW, but he makes so much more sense in WWE. The guy is just too I th- good. I think it was great. Um, I love Kevin Owens. It was great seeing Stone Cold back. It is important to note that oh. Stone Cold's last match, he did get a win now. Wow. His last match wasn't losing to The Rock at WrestleMania. That's probably why he was kind of considering doing it, like the legacy thing and everything. But, I mean, that Stone Cold and Rock match at 19 was so damn good. And that's, you know what? This should be it for him. I feel like they're going to try to get him to come back and do more matches. This should be it. This was a perfect cherry on the top to his career. Facing somebody like Kevin Owens, it was perfect. Well, I mean, they had The Undertaker um, during the pandemic. You knew that they were going to try to get somebody that was old to try to fill the shoes and do everything. And Triple H just retired, so Trips isn't coming out the, the ring to fight Kevin Owens. So it's got to be Austin, right? That is true. And, I mean, they're talking about trying to get The Rock, too. I mean, WWE is smart in that they know that we will pay for nostalgia. We'll pay for it. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to look very well on paper, as you can tell with The Undertaker and Goldberg at uh, that Saudi Arabia show a couple years ago. But Hooey boy. But this this was this was what we needed. And that is it for night one. Wow. Um, it was a great night for wrestling, just all together. Ryan, what are some takeaways from night one? Um, I think the first biggest takeaway is you have one of the EVPs of the company that you are trying to, you know, thwart in the war. There's, you can sit there and say there's no WWE, AEW war or nothing, but there is. There is. There, it's always going to be a war. Um, it's obviously not as serious as the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, yeah, which AEW ended up prevailing in. But I Can we go one podcast without mentioning AEW? You know, we can't, <laughs> I don't we think can't. we can. Well, you can't go about talking it, about AEW without talking about WWE. Well, we mentioned Cody Rhodes. We were doing pretty good until then. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about Cody Rhodes without talking about the company. He started and founded and smashed the throne of Triple H in the first double. Settle down. Pay-per-view. Settle down. It's okay. I know, but dude, <laughs> it's, it just it's it gets so, me emotional. It gets me worked up. It's so funny to me, though, just that that moment happened, and then he went back to the same company. It's I don't get it. Literally, remember when he was cutting that promo, like, during, God, on his way out, like, during the ladder match where he was dissing on them renaming Walter to Gunther? Yeah. And, and then, it, like, a couple weeks later, he's in WWE. It, you know. It, now he's praising Gunther. I guess the paycheck ended up talking to him. I guess. Money talks, as they say. Well, that was the end of night one. We are going to take a little break. We will be back to talk about night two in just a bit. You are on the Smart Marks Podcast. And we're back on Smart Marks, ready to tackle night two. It wasn't as good as night one. Yeah, it, it really wasn't. I feel like they should have switched them. It would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, the main event, obviously, of Night 2, which we'll talk about, they hype up a lot. and 
the main event was basically carrying night two. Like if you would have yeah. taken that out, it would have been an episode of main event. Well, ever since <laughs> ever since the Rumble, I mean, we all knew it was going to be the main event of WrestleMania. We just all kind of went, well, we've seen this match a couple times before. It's probably going to go pretty well. It's got a lot of hype. You know, it's got both the belts. I'm just hoping next year is just a more unpredictable main event. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Roman versus Cody. I'd like to see that. That'd be dope. But we started out night two with Triple H, all the tears, coming out, putting his boots <laughs> in the middle of the ring. And that was it. He's Man, done. He's done. And he's going to AEW. <laughs> I wish. I, that probably will. Hey, man, trade Cody for Triple H? Well, I mean, they traded the entire <laughs> WWE roster for Cody. I know. It's the same It's the same character. Uh, but our respect to Triple H, we appreciate you. Uh, but our first match of Night 2 was a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's going to be the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and of course the champions, RK Bro. Do you want to hear an interesting fact about Randy Orton? I Randall Keith, yes. Randall Keith, he has entered WrestleMania with every title. Wow. So he's entered as the WWE Champion, the United States Champion, Intercontinental Champion, la 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 la. That's actually kind of All impressive. Of I didn't know that. So yeah, he is he's a monster. You know, like this match right here, I mean, it's just the revolving door of just the same raw tag teams. You have the same three tag teams yeah, over that's, and over again. I mean, I love watching Randy Orton and Riddle, but it's like, dude, it gets boring. Like, this is this is where the brand split really comes into play, is you only have like three tag teams on Raw and like three tag teams on SmackDown. Yeah. If you would what's that rule called? The wild card rule. Yes. That's where tag teams can just go to any brand they want. I think that would make a lot more sense. It would make the matchups a little more entertaining. You know, they're very big about the brands, the branding, um, how like how they were during the peak of the Ruthless Aggression era. Like I just always remember Batista and Rey Mysterio and SmackDown and John Cena and Triple H on Raw. Like They were super into the brands, and it's something they brought back, but I'm just like, dude, They've they've hyped SmackDown up to be the bigger show now though, which it's, is the roster's so depleted at this point due to all the releases that there's not saying. really any talent on Raw See, that we're talking about. That's why we give them shit. Not because they suck, but because they release people that don't suck. But I did see Cody on Raw. Oh, so I might I might have to again, watch Again, Cody, again. I, I'm I'm sorry. Dude, this entire podcast is basically it's, about, it's, it's Cody, Cody Mania. It's Cody Mania. No, the roads to WrestleMania, if you will. So, so who won the match, by the way? <laughs> like, oh, who won? Um, oh God, I I think it was RK Bro. I was gonna say I've I, lost so much interest they, in the tag team. They, they did end up winning the belts. It wasn't. It was. It was okay. Um, I'm not crazy about the Street Profits. Nope. Um, I'm. I've been I'm done. Okay. I've been done with Otis since he like legitimately caught the briefcase at Money in the Bank. When he was walking around with the Money in the Bank briefcase as his lunchbox, I. Again, it's Vince comedy where he's like, "Oh, that's good shit." Oh, that's such good shit. It's like, dude, are you kidding? Me? But I do like Chad Gable. Uh, he's cool. I just wish he'd have somebody else as his tag team partner. This next, oh match, god, what uh, a joke, dude! So this was the most last minute match I've ever seen in my life. It was, uh, dude. I watched. Oh, I just think about the ending of Lashley, like just taking down, like Amos or how the fuck do you say? Omos. Omos. Damn it. And, oh, my God, it was bad. You could tell it was last minute. Lashley would have been in a bigger match if he hadn't injured himself in Elimination Chamber. It was just kind of embarrassing for Lashley. Like, I would have kept him off the card. Omos is the new great colleague. He can't move. 
the guy is like a badass and he's fun and everything, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like most critics will say that this was a pretty boring match. It wasn't really good. Um, it was basically to get Bobby Lashley on the card. I mean, I guess. I mean, Ovas makes this more is. Sense. Wait, I got it. This is the equivalent of Paul White versus QT Marshall on All Out. Oh, that's just disrespectful. You know to what QT I mean? You know what I mean? The, no, I no, love it. No, it is. It I is don't totally. even. I don't even want to disrespect QT Marshall on that. You're disrespecting Paul White, which is uncool because he's the big show. Dude, Captain Insano. <laughs> Dude, no, that match was obviously. Honestly, that probably has the distinction of being the worst match of WrestleMania 38. But do you want to talk about the best match of WrestleMania 38? Oh, dude, I will put the other than the Cody match, I'll put this match over any day. It, I thought it would be so stupid and just slapstick, but it was our boy Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville and anything goes match. You know that Johnny Knoxville and the boys like wrote half of the fucking match. Oh, it was we saw Sami Zayn go through so much in this match. Yeah, Knoxville was out there using tasers and bowling balls. Conscious was great. Wee Man was great. Wee Man freaking body like body slammed fucking Sami Zayn. I know. It was nice seeing Party Boy in there. I know that was that. I I I peaked and popped for freaking Party Boy, dude. You know it it sucks though because I feel like it's hit or miss. If you're really into Jackass, you will love this match. Oh, fuck. if you've never heard of Jackass, it's probably still enjoyable, but not as enjoyable is. Again, Jackass I wouldn't be surprised. Think. I wouldn't be surprised if Jackass wrote a lot of this fucking match. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. But the mousetrap was really kind of fucking gimmicky and stupid, but it it was meant to be stupid. It was it was fun, but it wasn't like Vince McMahon fun, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, right. Like they weren't having scooter races. They were hitting each other in the nuts with bowling balls. Yeah, that that shit was. That's great. my kind of comedy. It was good. It was really really good. Um, but. That's about it, man. Uh, it was a great match. I love the Wee Man part. That was probably my favorite. I was going to say, what else is there to say other than Wee Man just body slammed fucking Sami Zayn and Pontius with Party Boy? Johnny was awesome. Mm-hmm. The boys brought it. And then we're going to transition into probably my least favorite match of the entire WrestleMania weekend, dude. I'll still say that the Omos match. I can't say his name. Omos. Omos. Let it me let me rephrase that. My second least favorite match of the yeah. Whole there weekend. you go. The fatal four-way match for the women's tag team championship. I forgot this match existed, dude. I'm literally looking at the picture of all these talented women. I can't even tell you half of their names. Um, Sasha Banks and Naomi. All right. Versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I love Shayna Baszler. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. And I guess the champions are Carmella and Queen Zelina, who I know for being Malachi Black's wife. That's about the only decision That's the only know. thing I got She's a great for wrestler, but... I I support the women's tag team belts, but it's, I feel like if you want to have a division, you have to establish tag teams for it, you know? Like, I've even seen AEW matches The like three-way that. at uh, the so three-way you, at Revolution yeah, it didn't so you, work. So you know I'm not biased. I just do not support, like, multiple the, tag team that matches. Was, that was the point. That was the point, is that we're not biased. It's just, it doesn't work. And... I'm sorry, but, like, if you're going to make a woman's tag team, like, put some effort into it. Like, Sasha Banks and Naomi? What, I, <laughs> what's their correlation? Sasha Banks should be fighting for the damn belt. I don't know, like, dude. why is Sasha Banks in a tag team? This was basically to get everybody on the card. Yeah, and, you know, they did su- they've done such a great job with the whole, you know, women's revolution thing, like, actually getting better with talent, you know, having more matches. But this is just the worst way to do but it. You just throw them all on a card? Here's my proposal. 
get rid of the women's tag team titles, put in a proper like women's mid card title, like something like the TBS championship. Yeah, but just don't have Jade Goldberg hold on to Except it get it weeks. off Jade Goldberg. Get it off her. Oh, good old Jade. We can't even go one podcast without mentioning our friend Jade Goldberg. Was this was this next match also one of your favorites? I believe so, except the ma- the, the ending was pretty garbage. It's not what I expected it to be. We're talking, of course, about the phenomenal one, AJ Styles versus Edge. Man, I, I don't get it. I really like Edge's new direction. I will say that with his new theme. Also by Alter Bridge. It's a pretty good song. The other yeah. side. Oh, I love Alter Bridge. The uh, problem is, is, I feel like Edge should be the good guy. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. He's been the good guy for two years. I'm like, if you want to turn him heel, that's great. But I feel like you did it against the wrong guy. Like, to me, AJ Styles is going to be a heel for AJ Styles is like a career heel, man. Like, I, can't, I can't. I love AJ, but he's a heel. It's almost like Chris Jericho. Well, and the fluky ending with Damian Priest, I don't like it, man. Um, my favorite outcome of this match was uh, WWE tweeting, name this duo if you can. And Brody King responded with, uh, if you order House of Black on Wish. Wish. Yeah, stop trying to make the freaking House of Black on WWE. I know, stop it. Dude, well, I mean, they're going for like a brood-esque type of tag team, but I mean... They chose the wrong time for Edge, it. Edge gotta have Christian and Gangrel, bro. He can't yeah. be having this it's, Damian Priest guy. It's nice to have that idea, but I feel like they should have saved it until Edge gets a couple more feuds out of the way. I know. Because I just wanted this to be Edge and AJ Styles. I didn't want all this extra stuff involved. Yeah, it was not It was not a good turn at all. It kind of took me out of it. It's cool that like they want to make him like a bad guy, but it... This kind of had a AJ and Shinsuke feel where everybody was hyping it up to be the greatest match ever, then it just kind of fell flat. But I think AJ... And again, AJ and Shinsuke had a stupid ending, too, with the whole with the whole nutshot thing, dude. It's, like, I, don't like I feel it. like an awful finish can completely tarnish a match. But I feel like an awful match is what we're about to discuss next. What are you talking about? It's, the, one, of, it's one of my favorites. The New Day. No, it's The New Day. I love The New Day. Versus Sheamus and oh. Rich Holland. Wait for it. Featuring, featuring, Butch, 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 the Bruiserweight Butch. They need to stop. Do, do they still call him the Bruiserweight? Um, no, they call him Butch. Is he just Butch? This was terrible. This got okay. So this was the match that they had to cut from night one due to a lack of time. I want to say this only went like two or three minutes. Oh really? I it was. Oh long. shit, that's right. Because they they literally like okay, we found two minutes. Do you want to do the match? And they said sure. They said, yeah, we would like a little bit of a WrestleMania payday. Thank you. I know. So it was rushed. It was awful. Um, I think they would have put on a better match if they had more time. Big respect to those guys. Yeah, um, the New Day deserve, deserve better. Too many tag team matches. Honestly. I would have liked to see Sheamus versus Kofi. And here, here's where AEW excels. They are a much better tag team-oriented wrestling company. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Red Dragon versus the Lucha Brothers on the same card as FTR versus the Bucks. On the same card as Jurassic Express versus the House of Black. I watch all those and I won't complain. But I, I don't know what you were really trying to do here, but it, it was an all right match. <laughs> they were just trying to put them on the card. They were just trying to put it on the card. It was it was awful. The next one surprised me. Okay, so hey, I wasn't a big fan of Pat McAfee leading up to this match. I'm a fan of Austin. Well, I mean, Vince is a huge fan of Vince Austin Vince is a huge theory. fan of Austin Theory. Pat McAfee, 
he's just funny. I love the guy. Yeah, he's good. He's goofy. He doesn't care what anybody thinks of him, and that's what I love about the guy. But he's not better than that. Adam Cole, baby. So it's funny because I like the match. I thought they had a great match. They did. The problem is everything that happened after the match. Yeah. So basically, McAfee got Austin Theory down, got him for the pin. Match was over. McAfee was celebrating. Vince McMahon. Oh, no. This crazy son of a bitch said, you know what? I'm 100 years old, but I can still hop in the ring. Oh, yeah. It looked awful. Vince, like, tried to clothesline him, and it was just kind of like an awkward arm throw. Can we talk about this? Oh, we're getting there, Oh, my God, We're getting there. Oh, my God. So, McAfee did the job to Vince McMahon. If you don't do it, you're fired, pal! So, he's sitting... Vince is sitting out there with Austin Theory, and they're celebrating. Austin Theory's music hits, and Vince, like, looks towards the entrance ramp and acts all shocked. He thought that was Stone Cold's theme song. Quite early. Oh, my God. But it wasn't. Oh, my God. And then he realized it and tried to act like everything was normal. And then Stone Cold's music hit. Glass shatters. (laughs) He hits Austin Theory with one of the best stunners I've ever seen in my life. And Austin Theory, he sold that better than The Rock. (laughs) Then followed by one of the worst stunners I've ever fucking seen. Vince McMahon sold the first kick of the stunner (laughs) and just fell over. Well, Vince probably forgot that he was fucking... (laughs) 75 years old and they're trying to do the like you know do wrestling at all and then stone cold just grabbed his head and just kind of like fell flat on the ground it was it was bad it's not what it used to be boys but that was that was about it for that match and that was actually the last match before the main event oh you mean the the best the biggest wrestlemania match ever Winner takes all <laughs> for the WWE and Universal titles of the world. Let's be honest. It was good, but it's not like everything it was hyped up to be. I've seen it. I know. I've seen it like three times. They had already. the same match at Crown Jewel. They had the same match at, I want to say, day one. I like the Crown Jewel match. but I I, think I know, I but like I love the Crown Jewel match, but that was... I've seen this one. Does, does Vince just think that if you put the belts on both of them and they go for both of them that we're supposed to care? Like... I was excited about that, to be honest, because I thought they'd unveil a new belt. Well, they did not. Not the Willow Jeff Hardy belt? No, no. Remember that shit? I know. But you know, you want to know what they're calling this unified title now? Um, it's what? the Undisputed Universal Champion. That's the dumbest shit. And I'm like, that sounds fucking awful. I, I never really understand. I don't know. The Universal title. I just missed the big gold belt. I don't like seeing them. I've Universal always liked uh, John Cena's spinner belt, as cringy as it looked. Like, when I think of the WWE title, that's what I think So, of. is Brock Lesnar going to go away now for, like, ten months and come back and fight Reigns again? Or? So, I heard they did Brock dirty on this one. Oh, um, really? He was set to win until, like, two days before WrestleMania. I That is shocking, because I thought that they would they would have already had... Like, I'm, think, I'm looking at the match. I'll look at the match a month in advance. I'll look at the match two months in advance. I'm picking Reigns to win. I know they're going to put Roman Reigns to win. But it's that is weird, shocking. though, because... These are like two of Vince's most overhyped guys. You could have put Austin Theory in this match, and I couldn't have told you who'd win. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Well, the thing is, though, is that I I could have seen it going out either way. Brock Lesnar literally went on SmackDown and beat Kofi Kingston for the belt in like five seconds. Like he throws the most unpredictable shit at you. But I'm gonna be honest. I think that Reigns um, was should have went over. In my opinion, he should have won over as the winner here. I don't think, I think if Brock would have won it, it'd just been like, here we fucking go again. Brock Lesnar has the belt, you know. 
I I feel like they really dropped the ball in this match. It wasn't the match that was the problem. It was just the predicament they were in. They had a solid match, just kind of predictable, like I was expecting, and nothing happened after the match. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was saying, all right, The Rock's going to come out. The Rock. He's going to challenge Roman Reigns. Cody's going to come out again. Here's a spoiler alert. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is way too busy in Hollywood, and he's not coming back to the minor leagues. And Stone Cold Steve Austin already whipped Vince McMahon's ass, so he's not coming out to challenge either. They should have put the KO show as the last match of the the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, know, like like we said, it's just, it's okay. It's not going to blow your socks off. You've seen the match three fucking times already. It was all right. Um, you know who they should have had? They should have had fucking Goldberg. You know who they should have had? Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Where's Bobby Fish? Hashtag Team Bobby Fish. Dude. We love us and Bobby. Bobby you know, Fish. They got, a, they got a tag team title match coming up this Wednesday, y'all, they, against Jurassic Express. Again. Again. Um, after this weekend, dude, wrestling was just insane this weekend. You had everything going on with WrestleMania. Impact's had a pay-per-view. ROH had a pay-per-view. I was going to say, we, we kind of didn't even talk about... I mean, obviously... That's this... the thing. WrestleMania weekend is so big, but you got to remember, there's other promotions out there doing different things. I will just say, just for the last five minutes that we have... Um, Do you want to, like, skim over ROH a little bit? I mean, we can just talk about the big highlights. Like, we obviously saw FTR and the Briscoes. FTR beats the Briscoes. That was probably the match of the year, man. It, it was great. It was and close. then, of all fucking tag teams, the Bucks come out and just, you know, lay the super kicks on the Briscoes. Give the BE triggers to the Briscoes. Something you never thought you'd see again. But yeah, there was that. And then Samoa Joe came through the Forbidden Door, and he's back, and he's going to be messing stuff up now on that, AEW and ROH. If you're a TNA elitist like myself, when we watched back in the day, Samoa Joe was the boy. He was the man. Other than AJ, he was the motherfucker that was running shit in TNA. And he was the best. He was great. WWE got him, and they did a lot with him, but just never that full potential. AEW, and and it's funny because Joe isn't even like, he's going back and forth. Like, he doesn't even just have to be on AEW. He's probably going to be like ROH world champion or something. It's a shame that, um... Because I feel like WWE would have actually done pretty good with Samoa Joe. It's just, they did for the most part. It, it was bad timing, man. Injury prone, Joe. To tell you, like to tell you how it feels though, like when they had that feud with AJ, like I've seen AJ and Joe wrestle in real life. I went and saw TNA at the Gardens in '08 when the Cincinnati Gardens were still a thing, and Joe and AJ tore the house down. I watch it on Raw or SmackDown or the pay per view, and I'm like, God, man, I don't care anymore. Like. If they brought AJ over to AEW, though, I'd be hyped as fuck. Oh, for sure, but... They, they never will. No, uh, maybe not. I think AJ's just WWE for life at this point, which I'm fine with. You know, he's getting up there. And, I mean, uh, there's also still the Control Your Narrative um, pay-per-views going on that I don't think anybody is watching or will, they're trying to watch them. Or It's it's worth the... It's I weird. Thought, I thought it'd be a lot better. It's really weird. Like, it's really weird. That's all I can say. But shout out to EC3 for doing his thing. It's just I don't think it's going to catch on. I mean, they got talent. It's just they are struggling with finance like ECW struggled with finance. And I mean, 
the whole yeah it's just i don't know if we're gonna get any funding or anything like that honestly that's about it for wrestlemania weekend um with a little smidgen of roh with a little bit of roh um, well i mean it just sucks that that had to happen on the same weekend but that being said it was a great weekend to be a wrestling fan you see this is what happens when we don't do the podcast in a while we build up all this knowledge we want to get out as much as we can because there's a lot going on with roh and aew and impact and new japan and there's so much going on control your narrative and control your narrative (laughs) i I didn't even want to mention them but no it's just funny to me i know um but yeah it was a great weekend to be a wrestling fan wwe i don't give you guys too much praise most of the time well let's 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 end it on a fun note what would you rank wrestlemania 38 if we're not going to do the melter scale because that's overrated do you want to do like what's let's start the smart marks scale if you will what what what? sms SMS. Yes. What What does that mean? Smart oh, marks. oh, smart marks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what isn't is that, that? What, isn't that when you send text messages? Uh, yes, that's what I was, <laughs> I was like. You mean one of those? Nah, fuck that. We're taking it for ourselves. It's SMS. Is it? All right, all right. Hear me, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Is it one to ten? Is it legendary? Is it ma 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 mid? Or is it just straight trash? You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my own standings on this. One being Jade Goldberg, ten, oh. ten, ten being Bobby Fish. Wait, what? If you rate it by the wrestler, <laughs> yeah, rate it as a wrestler. That's All fine. Right. You I know like what? That. Yeah, we'll do it that way. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm going to. Oh gosh, man, I am going to rate it as Raven. That's pretty good. Raven, but let me explain. Let me explain why I rated it as Raven. Why? Why did we let loose like towards the last part of the podcast? Raven, Raven, to me is one of the most underrated wrestlers. He's excellent. He's good in the ring, but he never really made it to his full potential, which is how I feel about this show. I think it's an underrated show. It had its some highlights, but it never reached the full potential because it didn't have the most talent or the best matches, if you know what I mean. Raven is like the epitome of like. A solid mid-carder, and that's how I feel about the show. I think it was a solid effort, but it's kind of mid. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I'm excited to hear yours. I've thought a little bit about this from uh, for the two past minutes that we thought of it. I know, uh, I know. Person that's fresh on my mind, and this will make a lot of sense. I rated a Samoa Joe. Oh. Here's why I rated a Samoa Joe. It had all... It's it's legendary. It did really good. Yeah. It had everything it needed to be to be a perfect WrestleMania. But it just bad timing and bad I don't know, gimmicks. It just kind of prevented it from being a perfect WrestleMania. Whether it be, you know, McMahon's awful sell the stunner, or whether yeah. it be Happy Corbin's god awful gimmick, or the New Day match being cut. It just a couple things kept it from being perfect. Much like Joe getting injured quite a few times. I like preventing that. him from being the perfect wrestler. Uh, but that's about that's all our new I have. system of ranking. We did it here first, man. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Um, I yeah, like that. yeah. Nobody else is doing See, that. As you listen, you start to gain a knowledge of how we do things here. Now we that's have the good. SMS, we have the entertainment boot, we have Jade Goldberg, we, and we have the Church of Bobby Fish. We're trademark. That you just made that. Shit I did. Up, dude. I, it's I'm, I'm a follower. I will say for we're gonna start making merch. It's, it's going to happen someday. <laughs> it's going to happen someday. We'll see about that. Jay Goldberg shirts. Concluding uh, WrestleMania 38, it was great. It was a Samoa Joe and a Raven. But, dude, Raven, though. Like, dude, I love Raven. That, that's perfect. Raven never gets talked about, dude. I know. And this WrestleMania should be talked about. It was great. I can't wait to see how 
they do going from here now that they have Cody Rhodes and now that Roman is the undisputed champion. We'll just have to see. Um, I trust them. Uh, They got my expectations high. I just hope they keep them. Well, you know what? It was great to be back after a, what, like two-week hiatus? Two-week hiatus. Man, we're terrible. There's a lot to talk about. I hope we do get the opportunity to talk about it. But I think we'll have a pretty fun video for you guys next. Oh, for sure. We'll video. think of some video. We're on a fucking podcast. It, it what am might, I talking about? It might be a video. You never know. Oh. All right. But that's about it. WrestleMania 38 was awesome. And I hope you guys think so too. What was your favorite match? Let us know. Cody. <laughs> Cody's, Cody. Not a, Cody's not a Johnny match. Johnny Knoxville. Uh, please send us a comment or a DM or anything. And, and if we'll... one of y'all said that Omos match was the best, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we're going to close it out here. My name is Mikey J. I'm right, Ryan. And we will see you next week here on the Smart Marks Podcast. Goodbye.